0: listeners top of the morning (laughs) welcome to rhapsody and referee episode 11 of season 2 lucky number 11 yep i'm here with leprechaun katarina potato
1: sorry apparently i was culturally insensitive
0: oh okay (laughs) all right Mm. um we got a great episode for you this week. We really I'm do. really excited we about do. it. We are. So why don't we talk about our hint from last week, because we're jumping straight into the heart of the matter.
1: Straight into the heart of the matter.
0: All right, you gotta That's... stop.
1: That would be good. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me just refresh my memory on that hint. Uh-huh, yes. So last week, uh, my hint was that this band spells their name in the British style of the word because their manager wanted them to differentiate themselves from an American band that was already using the name. And I guess this hint was somehow good enough uh to stump Sebastian who did not make his make his guess this week.
0: It's okay. He'll come back strong.
2: A little sad. I'm a little sad. Uh,
0: yes, me too. But he'll come back. I hope. I believe in him. Baby, come back. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> like, uh, um, on Adrian. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well, hmm. let's not blame me. Just tell tell us what the answer to the hint was.
1: Well, the answer, my dear, is none other than... California band, The Neighborhood.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm really excited about this one.
2: <laughs> Are you?
0: Yeah, you, I you am.
2: Don't, you don't
1: say... That it's really sarcastic. <laughs> I'm really
0: excited for this one today, guys. I'm so- I'm over the moon. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's late at night. I am tired.
1: <laughs> you like that one comedian who like everything he says is monotone.
0: <laughs> anyway, He's... I am genuinely excited <laughs> about this episode. Uh because it, it's actually rather fitting that we're doing the neighborhood this week. Oh. Yes. How because come? this is the week that the 1975's new album comes out. And I discovered the nineteen seventy five around the same time that I discovered the neighborhood.
1: Oh, that's that's actually poetic.
0: That's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, there there is a very strong like association between the two bands for me. So it is kind of cool that it just so happens that this week is the same week as. Um, the album coming out from the 1975. A moment of serendipity because we did not plan this at all. No,
1: we, honestly, this was a happy little accident. Mm-hmm. So let's make like Bob Ross and paint you a picture.
0: <laughs> was, see how,
1: see yeah,
0: how shoehorn that in? I got you. I got you.
1: <laughs> Let me just pick up that name I just dropped.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So
1: yeah, so, so really, like, you discovered them, you, you said the same way you discovered this in 1975. What? The... what? This is why I went on strike. What? Come in here! Oh my god, do you know who it is? I hate you. It's the podcast goblin! The podcast goblin will take up the
3: hammer and sickle.
1: This establishment the podcast goblin wants
0: to <laughs> I hate take you back so the means of production podcast goblin i hate you so much podcast goblin come what did i do to deserve <laughs> this
1: podcast goblin get in here
3: not until you give me fair wage. Until then, I keep sickle and hammer and I will praise the red flag of freedom. Wait, what? What's Leave. Up?
0: Leave. <laughs> Just go. Until
3: then, I shall remain fighting for my equal pay. <laughs> my pay of two shillings is not enough.
0: Are you I, done?
3: I
1: podcast goblin. Uh, she turned her heater off to record this, so she's currently in a freezing cold apartment.
3: Oh, that sucks to be here, doesn't it? It feels to be the cold shower, doesn't it? <laughs> Looks like I guess you could say it's cold low, which is deep, in is witch's My my <laughs> no. oh. Ice, ice, baby! Okay, come back,
1: come back for the hints! Come back later!
0: I hope you're happy.
1: I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had no idea that was gonna happen. Well. Well.
1: <laughs> well, that was an... In- uh, uh, now we know where the podcast Goblin's been, plotting the next big communist communist revolution. Anywho. So. You mentioned that you discovered the 1975. The same way you discovered the neighborhood. So can you, like, expound? Expand? uh,
2: Talk more about it.
0: (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah, I did discover the 1975 in the neighborhood around the same time okay. it was because I was listening to a playlist that one of my favorite drummers from one of my favorite bands had made on Spotify and then Ooh. tweeted out one day he made this playlist with a bunch of songs that he was listening to and uh, Sex was on there by the 1975 And Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood was also on that playlist.
1: Oh, Sweater Weather.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was peak Sweater Weather season. And I don't mean it was fall. I mean, it was peak the time of that song being on the radio all the time. (laughs) That's fair. It really was on the radio all the time. (laughs) Yeah, the world fell in love with that song. Rightly so. It's really good. It's just such a vibe. It really is. It's very, it evokes
1: a lot of feelings of gray, which kind of, I don't know if that has to do with, like, the, the way the music video was, but I always got that kind of gray, rainy day vibe, like, before I saw the video. I was always like, oh, this is a song to, like, play when you're inside and you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you get hot and heavy with somebody else.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the aesthetic that that song evokes. And it delivers on that so well. And yeah, so as a result of discovering it on that playlist, in any case, the two instantly had that sort of association in my brain. But just in general, the 1975 and The Neighborhood, despite making music that's very different from each other, like, aesthetically... They're very similar, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I fell in love with The Neighborhood, um, because I loved the 1975, um, and a lot of that is because of the, their aesthetic. And The Neighborhood has that, but it also brings in the added bonus of having these really interesting um, hip-hop... Elements to yeah. their sound
1: yeah, their beats are very much hip hop beats, I think I don't think they're typical like pop or rock beats.
0: yeah, they're what's really special about them is just how willing they are to like meld genres together. I don't think i I don't think I've heard anything like them in a while.
2: Yeah,
0: that's fair. And I haven't really heard anything like them before. Like, they're very unique and interesting. And, yeah, I just always really gravitated towards that sort of, like, air of mystery and demise within their music. That's a good word. Yeah, and it also... To go on another rant, but also, this is a a rant that I always sort of, like, have in my brain at all times. They, the 19, um, sorry, (laughs) the neighborhood (laughs) is, uh, from LA, they're a LA-California band. Yes. And I have this, like, overarching theory that if you grow up in California, you low-key just are depressed oh. <laughs> like does have you noticed that there are quite a few like california-like songs or songs by bands from california about california that just sound really like depressing and down tempo
1: of course like who can forget <laughs> california girls by Katy perry um stop danny california by the red hot chili peppers
0: Well, Danny California is, like, weirdly ominous, in my, like, opinion. That's fair. It's like they're getting sacrificed to a snake or something. Yeah, like, it's a weirdly ominous song. But, like, Hotel California, come on. Are (laughs) the Eagles from California? I don't know if they're from California, but that song, Hotel California, is a depressing-ass song. Yeah.
1: I know this may be a little off topic, but I can't listen to the Eagles anymore without thinking about that uh, finals week mental breakdown I had in the library. <laughs> like, Desperado came on, and I just sobbed like a baby. <laughs> and then Hotel California came on, and it was like, you can never leave. I was like, that's how I feel about this library.
0: It <laughs> <That> is ominous. <laughs> it's an omen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, back to the, the neighborhood. I just have this theory about, like, bands. Or maybe it's just me being from California and being really depressed as a teenager. Just <laughs> sort of projecting.
3: Oh
0: but either way, like, there's something about the... um. Weird sheen of perfection that is like California weather, that is somewhat oppressive, and I think I was going to say how everyone
1: in California is fake.
0: That too, it, like it's, LA, it's that sheen of perfectionism, and I think that is a theme that runs through quite a few of their songs.
2: Um. Yeah,
1: actually, but, like, oh no, keep
2: going. No, you can
3: go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say. Uh, I was listening to their newest album mm-hmm. today and their song Scary Love that oh, fits love that kind time. of completely in vain with like what you're saying, where it's like this is the first real thing of of actual human emotion and commitment he's experienced and he doesn't know how to handle it. I'm
3: mm-hmm. like,
1: well, What did California do to you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it that's a that's a really good point. That song and then um there are quite a few others and hey They have a song called West Coast, which is not on any of their albums. It was on like an EP they released very early on. And there there are brilliant lines in that song. It's it's essentially just a song that's all about being in California. But the chorus is like, if the sun was god I'd be covered in faith and if the ocean was the devil I'd be covered in hate jeez yeah that's
1: some dark shit
0: yeah it really is but I I remember hearing that song and loving it so much because it so accurately like defined my existence as a California teenager (laughs)
1: oh my god yeah, oh for, my god. for
0: better or worse. For better or worse.
1: So basically you like them because they personify your existentialist on Yes. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> paranoia.
1: That's a good title for the episode.
0: <laughs> Yay. Um, But yeah, so that's me. I got issues. What about
1: Jeez. you? <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, I mean, I heard sweater weather like like when everybody else did when it blew up and it took over the radio, radio, radiator.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh, I mean, I liked it. It did get to a point where I was like, "Oh, it's on the radio again." Like, you know, it was good. Um, but I don't think I truly began to actually respect them as a band, like musically, until I saw them live with you. And I wanna. Who did I see them play with? Did, did Bad Sons open for them?
0: Uh, Yes, I do believe yes. so.
1: I think that's what, because I was there for Bad Sons. And I was like, oh, we can go now. And you were like, no, we're here for the neighborhood. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I remember being confused. Um, and then I saw, I saw them perform. And, I mean, again, the only song I knew going in was Sweater Weather. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked at Jesse Rutherford's showmanship. I really was. Uh, he he does sort of command a stage. Now, it's not, it's not with, like, the same energy. Like, you go to a rock show and they command a stage and everyone's singing along. I'm mm-hmm. talking, like, this weird, ominous kind of spell-like quality.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Where you're in this foggy limbo
3: and he's yeah. leading
1: you through limbo and he's keeping you
2: there and
1: it's the definition of liminal spaces i swear to god
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i
1: it was it was both unsettling and entrancing and that it was both it like i i didn't know if i was disturbed or not
3: mm-hmm.
0: so
1: <laughs> it was good enough to keep me interested um
0: yeah. that was a good I, show
1: it was a good show. I have to say, oh, God, what was that song that, like, they played it, and I, well, I mean, most of the songs except for Sweater Weather I had not heard before. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember which one they played that, like, I loved it.
2: Um, Can't remember if it was The Beach or Wiped Out. I don't remember.
1: Anyway. Um, it was one of those two, and I just got blown away by mm-hmm. by just the eeriness of them. And I don't know if that's what they go for, or, um, or I if think... I'm reading too much into it.
0: <laughs> no, I think that uh, in my mind, I think that's what they go for. I I think I I watched this really great interview actually with Jesse Rus- Rutherford and Maddie Healy, because um, they God. went on tour together a while back. Um, I forgot they did
3: that.
0: And so I watched this interview with the two of them, and they kind of got they got into a conversation about how both of them uh, sort of rely on a black and white aesthetic, because this mm-hmm. was at the time when the 1975 was still very firmly using the black and white kind of scheme. And they both kind of agreed on this um, finding a comfort in the sort of, like, detachment from reality that black and white kind of gives you. Um, So I do think it is a very intentional piece of their work to have that, um, um, how you described it, the sort of, like, unsettling but enticing kind of persona you're not quite sure what you're looking at in some ways but you can't you can't not be drawn to it
1: yeah i couldn't look away and it's <laughs> weird uh so i've come away with a the theory that the neighborhood is made of witches <laughs> and should not be trusted
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's probably true they they do have a spell um binding quality to them Oh my god! <laughs> uh, they they really do. They they put they put a spell on everybody who listens to them. I
2: put no. a spell on you.
0: I like your description of like you're disturbed but like entranced. I think that's a really like perfect description, um, for me for their song "Daddy Issues."
1: Yes, and I love that song.
0: <laughs> I love because that song.
1: Who- who Whoever does not have daddy issues can throw the first stone.
0: <laughs> like, I, I love that. I love that song. It's a bit like, it, it's just, it's a little unsettling for me because it's such a sexy sounding song. And mm-hmm. it's about daddy issues. That's so what like- the
1: neighborhood, that's why they're witches. Because everything they do sounds sexy. But it's also got this undertone of of uh, not quite villainy, but um like there's danger in the undertow, kind of a thing. That's yeah. what I get with the neighborhood. I can't listen to them for too long without feeling slightly unsettled. Um,
0: yeah, it's, and it's, it's the like, best thing about them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: very like sleeping with the enemy, kind of a thing. Like it's it's so oh, so wrong, but it's so oh, so right. All I'm gonna do is talk in metaphors basically because they're witches. (laughs) They just are. Um, (laughs) I also (laughs) want to point out that the drummer for There for Tomorrow was definitely horny on Maine, if uh, he tweeted out a playlist with both sweater weather and sex. I mean... Horny. On (laughs) Main.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good playlist.
1: I'm not saying it wasn't. That was a bedroom playlist, and he he made that shit public.
0: Yeah, I did. Like, mm. I ain't gonna judge anybody. I got. I, I. If if you don't have a sex playlist, you're lying. Um, well,
1: I don't now because it came out that artists are notified when you get put on their playlist.
0: Yeah. Well, don't actually call it the sex playlist. Well, what's Problem the point?
1: <laughs> like, what's the point if your playlist, if your sex playlist isn't called? <laughs>
0: don't title it that <laughs>
1: just use it for that sorry i just got like 10 brilliant absolutely filthy ideas and i realized we are not that kind of podcast and i can't say any of them
0: <laughs> okay well, <sighs> back on track the point is the neighborhood knows how to make a sexy song which is funny, because I don't even know that that's entirely their intention. No. Like, I don't, I don't... think they set out to be like, we're yeah. going to make you think dirty thoughts.
1: I don't think he wants to. I don't think that is their goal. I think it's a strange, witchy side effect. It's like they made a deal with the devil, and their deal was, you're gonna be a, a chart-topping band who-, who has a really cool aesthetic and writes really interesting poignant songs about psychological uh things like insights into people and it's going to be very personal and very dark and you're going to love it it's going to have that great spooky atmosphere the catch is everyone's going to think you're horny 24/7 <laughs> a curse or a blessing you decide um <laughs> isn't that just all witches though
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Just all but <laughs> just... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's really what it is. They do... They they make these sexy songs about really, like, cerebral subjects and things. Like, gosh, Afraid, off of their first album, Ooh. is so cerebral especially if you watch the music video that is one probably my favorite the neighborhood music videos is for afraid it's so interesting to me because it's pretty simple but like you have these like it's all black and white you have these like spotlights sort of flashing in and out on different things and there's like a child and Anytime you add a child into something, it's automatically creepy. Um, yeah, why is that? Why I don't is know. that?
1: I don't because know. witches sacrifice children. Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway.
3: Come play with us.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Afraid. Afraid's one of my favorite songs off that record. Um, it's really I, good. It's really good, and it, it was a really great song that kind of like mirrored my own like inner paranoia so I was really 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 happy that that song existed because it's the perfect like kind of approaching a mental breakdown song yeah for me
1: afraid is is a really good title because I I literally can't tell if if it makes me afraid of them or (laughs) Or if they're just vocalizing this unspoken fear that I
0: seem to have buried in my subconscious. I'm not sure what it is. But yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, I, I know it's like, I'm not afraid of them, I'm afraid of myself when I listen to that song. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> this
0: episode's getting too real. <laughs> I mean, it was bound to get this real because the neighborhood, like, they, they talk about deep and dark things. And Afraid is the perfect illustration of that for me. I also just love how that song starts. It's so jarring to me. Like, that, like, single sort of, like, drawn-out guitar. Just, like, and it, like, it almost sounds like it's turning, if that makes any sense. Like, it turns up or something. And I think that's so cool. It's one of my favorite starts to a song, just period. Um, so I love it so much. So much. But I feel like I feel like paranoia was kind of like a theme on that album too. Does that yeah. album also has everybody's watching me on it?
1: I was just about to say <laughs> that alleyways. Mm-hmm. Um
2: what do you want from me
0: yeah it made me wonder what Y-N-T- he was going it. through
2: <laughs> yeah what were what was
1: happening what was happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot apparently
1: and they're i just realized their cryptogram title like i know it's i love you but that upside down illuminati eye heart emoji and then an upside down heart like house
3: mm-hmm. what does
1: that mean what wing ding font type ship is this? Don't don't question it. I have questions. New theory. The neighborhood are sending me Illuminati uh
0: coded messages. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have so many conspiracy theories about the neighborhood.
1: They're a really good band to have conspiracy theories about, though.
0: They are. Yeah, yeah, it's because they do a lot of just really like cool and interesting things.
1: That's true. Their their use of sound really does
3: Mm -hmm.
0: affect me.
1: Like I I love the almost I want to call it weaponized ambiance.
0: That's a good phrase. I like Like, that.
1: It makes sense though, right? Where it's it's. It is almost, like, like a lot of their songs are almost things I could just, I could play when all I want to do is sit in a room quietly and not think about anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not comforting either.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's something about a neighborhood album that can just keep you suspended in... That's a, yes. Yeah, like, you're, you're caught, you're suspended in existence. And you don't like one bit of it. <laughs> but, but you do. I
1: mean, you like the music. You like the music. You don't like being suspended in existence.
0: Yeah. It, it's a weird contradiction. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know
1: how they achieve that? Don't say it. Witchcraft.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of contradictions... Um... That's one of my favorite parts about their song, Lurk, off their black and white mixtape. Because that entire song is just all contradictions. It's a really interesting... (laughs) It's a great song. And it's another one of those songs that's, like, really sexy. (laughs) 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 It's, like, really sexy and also just, like, wait a minute. is, like, he just, he's, like, telling you all these things and then instantly telling you the opposite right after. And you're like, I don't know what's real anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you really mean? (laughs) And, like, and it does, it, I feel like it's aptly titled because it does kind of have that sort of quality of, like, Lurking in between something, or like, lurking on in the shadows, not quite seen but kind of seen. It, it sounds the whole vibe. This entire the entire mixtape is a vibe. I was I think the mixtape might be my favorite project that they've ever done. Really? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like I think it's because it was so like, um it was such a like leap of faith for them kind of cuz like their first album um while not like traditionally like alternative rock it's still like you you heard <laughs> more of the sort of like rock elements
3: okay
0: or like a rock pop kind of influence and so you like i think like it set them up in sort of one lane and then they dropped this mixtape and went for, like, a really, like, proper hip-hop, like, fusion. Yeah. In a way that I think sort of, like, subverts a little of the expectation that I had for what would come from them. Like, I didn't expect them to, like, necessarily collaborate with all these rappers and drop a full on proper mixtape tape that like wasn't even like released properly.
1: Yeah, that was that was the interesting part. That it was almost like they just wanted to put it out there and they didn't care how.
0: Yeah. I it kind of felt like they genuinely like it was an experiment and they're like Horse, or spell. Okay. The same <laughs> but it it was them trying something that they knew was like, you know what, like people may or may not get on board with this, but yep. we wanna do it, so we're doing it. And I think it was extremely successful. Like, there's so many great songs on here. Um and when I get back to uh when I get back featuring G Easy is a Oh, song... I like that one. Yeah, it's a great song. I listen to it all the time when I go back home. When I'm on the airplane, because it's a song about going back to California, and it's like the perfect travel song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just a you great one. You lay back and you're just like thinking about everything that you've just like had to go through in your life, and now you're just going home.
2: You know what song I
1: that I really I really like? Like I mm-hmm. really, I have to say, because like with some of them I. I don't seek out the neighborhood as often as I would since we're comparing them. Say the 1975. Mhm. But the one I really really do like that like puts me in a very interesting mood is
3: 24/7. Oh
0: yeah. You can hit my line There's
1: there's something very hypnotic about the way he goes like 24/7. 24. 24. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's, yeah. it's 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 very hypnotic and I don't know what it is. Um, I don't even know if it's the lyrics. I don't know what it is. I think this might be the first band that, like, the music affects me more than the lyrics. Because usually it's an even split. Mm-hmm. Usually, to me, both of them are compelling enough where I, I don't yeah. know, where I'm, I'm, like, attached. And I think The Neighborhood is, is one of the very rare instances where, like,
3: what draws me to them is
0: their sound. Yeah. And I and mean, tw- I I think yeah. it's just they just have such a defined sound. Like it uh, I think the sonics of their records um play such a huge part in in who they are. Um mm-hmm. like their their lyrics are definitely interesting and compelling, but so much of what like Really informs the way that I listen to their songs is the music, so I agree with you in that respect. It's like there's something like even if even if they just released like instrumentals, I would be hooked
1: yeah like
0: it it's just it really sucks you in every single one of their songs, like um there are a lot of like songs that are hypnotic on that um album along with twenty four seven.
2: It's like he's chanting sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. with Crybaby. I don't know. To me to me
1: it gives off a very it's it's all very hypnotic. It's all very much like he's got me. He's got me hooked. I'm in a trance.
0: Yeah. Crybaby is probably my favorite song. No, I can't say that. I was about to say it's my favorite song on Wiped Out, but it's I think that might be
1: my favorite album, too, that they've put out. Wiped Out? Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: I really like Wiped Out. I I also really like... I like their newest album, too, but their newest album that they keep changing the name of...
0: (laughs) Keeping us on our toes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Where it's hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing was just the neighborhood, and there were, like, these three EPs where it was like hard to and then it was imagine and then the album was the neighborhood and then the other EP was ever changing and then they put
0: it on one album. And I'm like, why did you do that? They're trying new things.
1: And they're trying to they went for the the pun. Or not mm-hmm. the pun, but they went for the aesthetic of a full sentence of how it's hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing when it's like Oh, I see what you mean It's mm-hmm. it's the neighborhood
0: <laughs> and, and you know, that title makes me laugh <laughs> Yes, I was want to it's like hard to imagine The neighborhood ever changing But like, that's all they do
1: <laughs> Yeah, and it's definitely a pun on like The neighborhood as in like the place where you grow up Oh, I can't imagine this neighborhood ever changing mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> We're being witty. it's the band Mm-hmm
0: but, like, neighborhoods do change, and the neighborhood do. does change. All the time. All and the in time.
2: changing,
1: they stay the same.
2: Very Other true. Enough. Yeah. It's very, very true. Speaking of. Oh. RIP to my
0: youth. Yes. Uh that's a great song about change. That's why I made that connection. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> in case you I really you, like that. Yeah. In case you got a little lost in my train of thought there. But
3: yeah.
0: no, that I I think that's my favorite song on Wiped Out. Like, honestly.
1: Oh my god. What? Okay, so I'm just learning this. Were you aware that the music video for Scary Love starred Tommy Wiseau?
0: I found that out yesterday.
1: <laughs> what the? <laughs> now you know they're witches. <laughs> they got the Eldritch Horror. That is Tommy Wiseau. Who I say that with the utmost level of love and respect, um, uh, because I adore Tommy Wiseau as both an artist and a human being. <laughs> <That's->
2: <laughs> but they got this. This being, who's been around since the dawn of time, Onto their music video. How powerful are
1: they?
0: They can do it all. They really can.
1: <laughs> I'm scared of the neighborhood. Oh my god! Sorry, <laughs> I'm like I'm
2: watching the video on mute. Focus. I, I focus. Oh god.
1: <laughs> Tommy's in a twilight zone diner. That's a good okay, that's that's their aesthetic. It's basically the twilight zone but like edgy and and kind of horny.
3: <laughs> the
0: edgy God. horny twilight zone.
1: That's what the neighborhood is to me. Although can I can I just say I am living for Tommy's style in this music video. <laughs> Make his shoulder pads bigger. <laughs> Make them bigger. This is right, right out of Mad Max. I have to stop this.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So, you know what I've come away with, right? hmm
0: What's your takeaway?
1: Th- My takeaway is that the neighborhood are not to be trusted. They are to be feared, <laughs> and they are to be respected. Like, granted, they're-, they're brilliant musicians. They've blended hip-hop and alt-rock and all that other stuff into, like, one interesting fluid vial of intriguing enticing viscous material of (laughs) like it's their genre like i don't i don't think like you said earlier
2: you there's nobody like them on air right now Mm -hmm. i don't think
0: yeah
1: um and that scares and entices me
0: I didn't realize how afraid of the neighborhood. You were.
2: <laughs> I wasn't until I started really like getting. Like, once you start thinking about it. I think
1: seeing them live in concert made me realize. <laughs> really? Like, I liked them! That's the scary thing! I liked
0: them! <laughs> She's so overtaken and overcome. <laughs> By her life I saw Goody Brockton with the devil. This is This is what this is what parents would call the devil's music. (laughs) Yes though. Oh my god, if you
1: time travel back to nineteen sixty-five and you put this on some kid's record, their up (laughs) their upper class parent will burst in going
0: Timothy! What are you? There would be rioting in the streets by like middle-aged suburban parents. Yeah. What is this?
1: Get this off my poor Jimothy's records!
2: They need good pure Christian music. (laughs) And that's why you
0: should listen to the night uh the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because your mom doesn't want you to. Yeah
0: listen to us kids
1: remember kids
0: your parents
1: keep your parents keep the records on the top shelf (laughs) oh my god next to the bourbon (laughs) no (laughs) no no don't listen to this altered I feel like that would be so bad like Okay, you know how people joke about, like, if you eat too many edibles, like, the devil comes and rips you out by your kneecaps?
0: Where are we going with this? I'm saying if you, if you
1: like, altered your state with perfectly legal substances, <laughs> it would exacerbate how soon the devil came and ripped your spine out through your kneecaps. Okay. <laughs> All right, maybe I've gone off the rails a little bit. Uh, rain, rain back in. <laughs> let's let
2: I think this this is a sign
0: that it's time to shift gears. Okay, and let's let's wrap up our rich Richie conversation. I didn't even need to go this far. <laughs> did I monopolize the conversation with my
1: fear of witchcraft? You know. Did I become did I become the, the upper middle class suburban mom?
0: A little bit. Damn. A little bit. <laughs> it's okay. Well,
2: like last impressions though. Um Really, really? like go. Take it away.
0: Well, I mean, I will, I do want to just sort of, like, say that uh, I, I can rag on you about the whole witch thing, mm-hmm. but I I do think that um that is kind of the beauty of the neighborhood, is it, their ability to create this music that has such a powerful, like, command over your mind when you listen because i do when i listen to the neighborhood i do fall into kind of this like really interesting compelling strange trance almost and that's what i enjoy about it is that in that headspace like i just get to really dig into some like strange interesting parts of my brain that i am both afraid of and interested in and that's why i started listening to them as much as i did that's why i would listen to i love you on a loop um when yeah. i first heard it that's why i was in love with the black and white mixtape and would literally um be listening to it while I was at work um sorry um (laughs) and that's why I've just continuously um gone back to the neighborhood and I'm so excited to just see what they keep coming out with like they create great songs and you know they have a song for every occasion they really do Especially hashtag I can't even, which is the perfect F U song.
1: It really is like it's.
0: It's like you suck, you cheated, bye Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, Satan.
1: It's it's a really powerful song. I have to say, it gets my blood pumping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to listen to that song a lot. Like when I'd be like walking to class and like walking around like the some of the academic buildings. Cause mm-hmm. I'd I'd like get into that uh a mood of like I haven't slept in two days and everything sucks. So I'd put that song on and be like, all of y'all suck. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. off my way. <laughs> I am here yeah. on a mission and Forget everything else. I know that's not really what the song is intended for. No,
1: but it does inspire that kind of feeling.
0: Yeah, it gets you in that headspace of just, like, a fierce determination and defiance. Yeah.
1: Kill Us All kind of does that, too.
0: Yeah. It does. Yeah, Yeah. That's a good one, too. Kill Us All and Dust have a very
1: almost... Not quite a violent energy, but a very angry energy. (laughs) And what's scary is that it's like, you know, that whole phrase, still waters run deep. Mm -hmm. The neighborhood are the still waters, and they're pissed. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh. Okay, so what have we learned? (laughs) Uh.
0: Absolutely nothing great i don't think yeah i don't we learned about each other we learned a lot about each other today
1: which is which is really all we can ever ask of this podcast you all learned about us and my fear of witchcraft
0: we apologize in advance
1: (laughs) although am i afraid am i just afraid of how enticed
0: i am When you wake up, are you afraid that somebody else might take your place? Oh, God. That's
1: that's a changeling. That's ancient fairy magic.
0: What are they saying? (laughs) Okay, we're done. (laughs) Moving on. Thanks for listening (laughs) to this episode. (laughs) Do you have any... Do you want to do favorite songs, or are we done? (laughs) Um, Well, really quickly, favorite songs for me... Yeah. Are gonna be? I mean, I guess sweater weather is the obvious, cause it's sweater yeah. weather. Um, afraid. Um, R.I.P. to my youth. Daddy issues, cause, dang it. Um, it's daddy issues. It's daddy issues. Um, void, and I can't even. I don't know how many that was, but it's like
1: four or five.
0: Yeah, so those are my favorites.
1: How about you? Uh, number one for me is twenty four seven. I don't know why that song has got me. Uh, twenty. Okay, so twenty four seven. Uh, wiped out. Daddy issues, the beach, and sweater weather.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, what we're saying is that Daddy Issues is the greatest song they've ever made. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: It should be number one instead of number two on their popular played songs on Spotify.
0: It it, it should it deserves it.
2: Yes. Um, okay, it we did it! Yay!
0: Hooray! I love it. Um. All right. Well, now that we've um successfully um talked way too much about witches and the neighborhood, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Up and comers, woo woo! All right, Love tell this us, segment. tell us about your up and comer for this week.
1: Well, I think my up and comer is pretty fitting because this week I want to introduce you guys to a band called Fat Night. And if that sounds a little bit familiar, it's because you are familiar with, uh, in my opinion, my favorite Viner. Uh, oh God, sorry that. Sentence just came out of my mouth. I had to. Accept it and move
0: it. on. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, Gabriel Gundraker? Gundraker? I don't know. He's the one who, who were like, he, you go outside and he slips on the ice and he goes, wow, the ice is really slippery. And he goes, Isis? What? No, I was just Isis. Like, you know, you know the guy. Sure. He's fun. Anyway, <laughs> he's got a band. It's called Fat Night. And boy, howdy, do I love this band. There's some They almost have a sort of melodic, hypnotic energy similar to the neighborhood, except its sound is pure and not filled with witchcraft. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, Adrian once joked to me that he sounds kind of like, I think you said he sounds like Hall & I
0: did. He does yeah. sound like Daryl
1: Hall. He's got a really good... Voice like it kind of blew me away, and it's great because uh, as a solo artist, he actually made a whole R and B album dedicated to meeting Richard Dreyfus. 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 I think it's Dreyfus. Okay. Well, anyway, that's that. it's a great R and B album. But the point is, Fat Night is just really good, and I've I've really liked their whole music for a, like a year or two now. And I think they need more exposure. They're actually going on tour soon. Mm -hmm. So you should go listen to them. Um, My two recommendations for songs to get started on, Honest Man and Sun Go Down. You'll be hooked. I promise. Um, They're very chill, very easy listening. And their lyricism, to me, is brilliant. so yeah, go see them on tour because I can't because they're not coming to South Florida. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, go check Fat Night out. You can find them on Twitter at Fat Night Music. Um, give them a follow, give them a listen. If you do, tell them Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Just
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, You know, we do you a salad. Do us a salad. No. <laughs> anyway that's who i have this week who do you have for our up and comers
0: all right so this week my artist that i've chosen is miss Haja bonet i apologize if i'm mispronouncing that um that fine. but i discovered her this is one of those beautiful discoveries um that i really love i was listening to anderson potts new album Oxnard and uh, I love Anderson Pott, I think he's incredible he's so talented um, but he had a song I think it's the first or second song on the album that was featuring Kaja Bonet and there was something about her voice that was like really intriguing and I couldn't quite put my finger on what was like pulling me to her voice but I was. So it's kind of, again, it's also a sort of fitting band or artist to put in with the neighborhood because I ended up going and listening to some of her stuff and she has this really, really interesting, like, haunting style. Like, mm. it, like, it's the way, the way that, like, I can describe it if you're familiar with the song wishing on a star by rose royce it's a song from like 78 mm-hmm. it's like a disco song yes. and um the lead singer of rose royce her voice um when she's like i'm wishing on a star like I that's that kind of the sound that um raja Bonet has and like for me personally i always loved wishing on a star because it was like weirdly sort of like ominous but like dreamy and raja Bonet, all of her stuff so far that i've listened to has been this sort of like cool soulful dreamy music and i really love it so you should definitely check her out, cause, I, I, I honestly can't remember the last time I've heard music like hers. Like it honestly like transported me back to the seventies, and I wasn't even alive then. So, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was, it transported me to a time I didn't even live through. Uh, I, <laughs> you know.
2: You get it. Incredible.
0: You get me. Um, so you should check out her songs Second Wind and Honeycomb. Those okay. are two that I listen to, and they're really great. Also, a shout-out to Remember the Rain. That is another good song. Um. But yeah, she's really good. She's really interesting. She's an artist that you'll listen to and probably also fall into a trance-like state when you listen. So. More witchcraft is in the air. Go check her out. She is Kaja on Twitter. Uh, let her know that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you if you decide to check her out. I hope you do. And then once you've done that, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think because we're suggesting all these artists and we hope that you like them and we want to know that we're giving you some good suggestions. And then send us your suggestions, too. It is a two-way street, my friends. So send us music as we send you music. Yeah.
2: Yay!
1: So it looks like we got we got some pretty good choices for these up-and-comers in relation to our our main event, if you will.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're spot-on brand. We have a brand. Brand for this episode. (laughs) There we go. Anyway. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Rhapsody in Reverie. It was a fun episode. Great time. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We are. Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook and we are Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Doodle Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts, you will most likely find us. So enjoy. Subscribe, leave us a rating, do all those cool things. Also be sure to check out our website for any announcements. We're going to be doing some cool stuff, and we're going to be talking about it there. So be sure you are checking there uh, for all kinds of good stuff and goodies. Also, join us in our Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. We do all kinds of fun stuff there, too. We share cool music we're listening to. We share memes. We share whatever is on our brains and you can too. Um, In case you don't know, the 1975 is releasing their new album this week, so I will most likely 100% be crying about it in the Rhapsody Fam Facebook group. So if you enjoy watching me freak out about the 1975, definitely tune in there on Friday because I will be there freaking out. And it'll be a great time. You'll just get to laugh at my pain slash excitement and all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, do all those things. We love you. We love your faces.
1: We really, really do.
0: hmm Yep. Yep. And now I do believe, my friend, it is time to hint at next week's episode. Oh, is it? Yes, it is.
2: Oh, well. Should I see if the podcast got no. back? <laughs> <laughs> We're not
0: on speaking terms. <laughs>
1: <anymore>. <laughs> I have to stop this strike before it gets out of hand. <laughs> um, okay, well, next week we have a really exciting uh, very topical wink wink oh that was a didn't like that sound um very topical artist um that i think you all will be very excited about he dropped out midway through his first year at university to record demos for a big old record label if you can guess who that person is i don't know you you win bragging rights i don't know you win
2: all of the bragging rights yeah. All of them. Yeah. So yeah, let us so, know your guesses Yep. Yeah. Just... Now,
1: granted, this is uh pretty broad. So I will narrow it down into naming the record label
0: Universal Music. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that helps you. That doesn't help. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, guys.
2: Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh well yeah alright we did it we did crowning achievement yep we Yeah. hope we put a spell on you guys yeah but now
0: it is time to return to the Real world out of the shadows.
1: Only to plunge right back in when the nineteen seventy five released their album on Friday. Just oh, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 but until then, all um until next week, we shall uh, bid you adieu. And,
2: adieu. Uh, adieu. That's it. C'est fini.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Go on. Run along. Peace. Go.